Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Normalize. I wanted to apologize for the delay. Um, a lot of mental health issues that I've just been going through. And I also wanted to say that this episode will not be edited. So if you hear me saying buts and ums and st- stuttering, that's just how I talk normally. My last podcast episode was actually edited. I also wanted to explain why it's kind of more difficult for me to make podcasts in comparison to other people. One, I do not have the equipment that all these fancy ass podcasters have i don't have a studio i don't have an editor i only have a single mic um i'm using headphones that i paid a dollar for and of course i don't have no editing software that i could change or i mean like improve the quality of the mic or anything like that and i also just want to get straight to the point with that being said Um, This episode is going to be about failure. I mentioned in the previous episode that I kind of had like a death to my ego. Not like an ego death and like that people would use when talking about psychedelics or anything like that. But um, in a term where the only thing that made me feel good about myself, the thing that made me feel superior to other people, that was taken away from me. And one of the biggest one of the biggest prides in my life was my um my academic like my academic skills like getting good grades being that smart girl and feeling like I was on top of the world because (laughs) I'd get a fucking A on my test and um like I mentioned junior year all of that went started going downhill as long as along with my mental health and that was one of the biggest failures I've had ever had in my life and the reason why I'm saying this is because for some people it might not be that deep especially a lot of kids that don't care about school they don't see it as something that would make me this emotional but for me that was my only pride and joy that was the only way that I felt loved by my parents that was the only way I felt good about myself growing up I was constantly reminded of why I wasn't good enough I was constantly, like, getting made fun of. People would always call me annoying, still to this day. And the only thing that I felt good about myself, that I could look at myself in the mirror and say with so much joy is that at least I have good grades. At least I'm smart. At least I got my shit together. And that only thing that I was grasping on, that was helping my self-esteem from crashing onto the floor, was taken away. Because I fucked up. And I'm taking responsibility over that. Now, what I'm about to read is something that I wrote um, December 23 of 2020. So this was last year. It is kind of like scripted, but it was during a time where I was highly emotional. Anytime I want to film, I always need to be in an emotional state because that's where my creative side comes out. When I'm not emotional, like when I'm more peaceful, I'm literally like a zombie. Like I'm very numb. Um, most of my content on TikTok, when I used to make funny videos, people used to think like I was a super goofy person, but in reality, most that was just the way I coped with my depression. I would make fun of myself for validation, and that's why I don't make comedy content anymore because I realized that it wasn't something that I genuinely enjoyed. I might do stand-up in the future, I still don't know. I'm kind of picking apart my personality and determining what is real and what isn't because like I mentioned in my previous episode a lot of me that I created was solely for the validation of my parents and a lot of it when it 
and when I hit high school was solely for the validation of others. Now, everyone has made mistakes in the past. I'm pretty sure people have done something they fucked up, relationships, maybe a project, maybe in life. And for me, it was school because um, I sacrificed a lot of my time in order to get good grades. Um, Just to put it in perspective, I'd wake up every single morning at 6 or 7 a.m., depending on who's taking me to school because both of my parents work. And then after going to school, I would go to a program. And that program would be from 4.30 to 7 p.m. However, the transportation would take a while. So as soon as I get out of school, which would be around like 3 p.m., I'd go to this program. I'd be um, I'd be taking public transportation to this program. And then I wouldn't get picked up until like 7.20. And then by the time I get home, it would literally be 7.40 or 8 p.m. So I would get home every single day at 8 p.m. And then on days when I didn't have the program, I would work. And when I worked, it would usually be from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And sometimes it would be 11 p.m. So I would get home at 10.30 or um, 11.30. And so basically, I would stay awake for most of those hours. And I didn't have enough sleep, which is why I regret so much of what I did when I had my black hair, my black hair phase back um in 2019, I was really mentally unstable. I, I would uh, sleep three hours a day. I might make a separate episode on this because the shit that lack of sleep does to you is absolutely fucking crazy. I'm telling you, I started having audio and visual hallucinations. I would see things that weren't there. I was literally going insane. I'm not kidding. I had to take a sleep study that was very expensive and my parents like guilt tripped me over it because when we did the sleep study like keep in mind I was sleeping three hours a day I was hearing things I was seeing things that weren't there and when we take this fucking sleep study they say nothing is wrong this was also the same time as finals I did not have enough time to uh, do finals and I was also so addicted to social media because it made me feel something that I didn't have in real life. Like I said, I've kind of internalized the things that my parents um, have told me and people around me have told me, which is mostly negative things. Most people have bad things to say about me. I rarely see anyone that has something positive to say unless it's like my friend. Um, And social media gave me that sense of validation and love that I I never had growing up. And I, and, I, and I clinged on to that, and I didn't want to let it go, no matter how much it hurt me, no matter how many hours I spent on my phone, no matter how much it made me procrastinate, no matter how much hate I got, no matter how much it put my life in danger, because I'm not ready to talk about that situation yet, but just know, like, I had to contact the police and shit, because there was some crazy shit going on with social media, where, like, literally my life was at risk, no fucking joke. Um, I might be able to talk about that situation in maybe a couple years. I don't want to bring up past drama or anything like that. I'm completely done with that. It was such an embarrassing part of my life, just looking back on it. But I also need to understand to forgive myself because I did not know any better. And I'm still very young and still learning about all these things. And when you are giving a platform on social media, you have so much responsibility to take on. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because all of this led up to my biggest failure, which was not getting these good grades, not being able to go to the college that I wanted to, losing my pride and joy, losing the only sense of good self-esteem I had in me. 
and I decided that I couldn't no longer continue this cycle. And I'm going to be honest, some days I fuck up. Some, t- some days I stay up on my phone all night. Some days I reply to drama. Some days I'm worrying about what somebody said about me. But on other days, I, I remind myself that I'm here to heal and I'm here to change. And I'm here to do the things that I've always wanted to do. And that was help people. I think I was slightly more narrow-minded and I was so pessimistic that I treated life like it was something horrible when it when it really isn't and that brought a lot of more uh, that brought a lot more negativity in my life despite that I realized that I needed this change so I started reading and like I mentioned in my last podcast I would just buy a bunch of books and post them on my stories so people would think I was smart but I actually started reading and um, I haven't been reading recently, if I'm being completely honest, because my attention span has been shortening. But um, during that time, I was reading pretty good. Like, I could read for uh, five to seven hours straight. It was pretty good. Um, I learned a lot of new words from my vocabulary, which is very nice. And one of the books that really changed the way I saw failure was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That is, like, a basic in self-help books. But I also learned the bad side of self-help. Like I mentioned, a lot of self-help gurus really just want to sell their courses to you. But with this book, I realized that a lot of people have read it and it completely changed their mind on that. And I said, I can sit here and complain about a cycle that will never end or I could try to look for the answers. And here's the thing, the answers will always be within you because you could read something, but it will not resonate. And some of these chapters, I didn't feel like I could um, I could relate to them, but others I did. And after finishing the book, I read some. I read half of it. Well, I read most of it. I'd say like eighty percent, and then like twenty percent I listened to it on um, audiobook. Audible, please sponsor me, bitch. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. It pushed a lot of people when. You become the thing that you feared the most, and it literally seems like there is no way out. It brings so much negative feelings that nothing can remove. When you are your biggest enemy, that is the scariest thing ever because if you're in a situation that is toxic, you could find different ways to ignore the situation, change it, or leave. But when you are your biggest enemy, you need to carry that weight around you everywhere you go. You have to outsmart yourself. And that's very difficult because the more positive things I think about myself, the more that inner critic part of my brain would try to reply to. Um, With that being said, if my tone sounds off, it's because I'm reading something that I wrote And it is a little bit corny, but it's still very true. And I still agree with this. Like I said, this was um, written in December 23 of 2020. And right now it's March. So it's been a couple months, but I still think the same. Um, I used to think that people who brought up failure in their speeches were trying very hard to speak some motivational crap and sound somewhat humble. I disliked that the only way failure was ever talked about was if it was right before a success story. No one ever wanted to be the Bojack in real life. No one ever wanted to write and express their story filled with self-destructive behavior in an endless cycle of failure. 
no one ever wanted to express their blatant pessimism to the world. Why don't people speak about how much of a failure they are as a person? You see, people aren't failures. People are people, and making mistakes is human. When you start labeling yourself as a failure, you're you're telling, you're training your mind to believe that. And sometimes, even when you are successful in whichever ways, your brain will still try to convince yourself that you are a failure because it is so much easier to prove yourself right. It is so much more. It gives you so much more satisfaction to prove yourself right than it is to. Understand that you are wrong about you how about the way you see the world and you are wrong about the way you see yourself and how you treat yourself and actually put in that effort to change. Part of being human is committing mistakes and the fear of failure should not stop us from following our dreams. That is exactly why every athlete has a humble story about failure because there were the type of people who didn't fear failure they were the kind of people who accepted failure with loving arms every missed shot was just another reason to practice longer every failed experiment was just a learning process you see the main difference between me and people like that other than i'm kind of dumb and unathletic is that failures to them become a learning experience they use their failures to their advantages. They accept failure. Failing is something every human does. Even the smartest, most brilliant person in this planet has failed at something. However, I let my failures evaluate my worth. I let it label me as a loser, as a lazy person, as a worthless daughter. I let my failures create more fear inside of me. Fear of failing again. Fear of humiliation, fear of lacking progress, fear of not meeting those expectations, and that failure stopped me from pursuing my goals. It even stopped me from making new ones. You see, you won't get everything you want in life, even if you work hard for it. And if working hard would equate success, then we would have construction workers and immigrants making bank, but they don't. Because a lot of people are born into wealth, and a lot of people just get lucky. But the fear of failing, the fear of not getting what you want should not stop you from pursuing your goals. Because every successful person in the world didn't let their failures cloud their mind with pessimism. Even if you do fail and never reach your intended goal, these failures can lead you to new directions. Directions that open new opportunities. For a really long time, I wanted to be a poet or a philosopher. I would spend time writing shitty poems, and when there was a poetry contest, sometimes I'd enter, yet I'd never win. I was never able to win a poetry contest, but I just wanted somebody to appreciate my words and self-expression. But now here I am, and I didn't make the connections until now. Of November 2020, I was crying about all the things I have failed and all the things that didn't work out when I tried. When in reality, I had a pretty successful release of my first podcast episode. My mind didn't make the connections between my past failures and, and viewed this podcast as a success. You see, pessimism is a bitch. It's a negative part of your personality that creates anxiety and self-doubt. And it can cause your mind to cloud up. If I were to ask you right now to name 30 things you hate about yourself, you would be able to fill that page so quickly but if i asked you to name 10 things you liked about yourself that would take so much longer and that says so much and it's not because you're an unlikable person but the way you perceive failure will have an impact on your self-esteem 
If you equate failure to worth, you will undermine your true potential. You are not your mistakes. You are not your failures. So don't let that stupid negative part of yours tell you that. Don't let your negative thoughts cloud up the good ones. Because if you ever complain about your life, that is also a part of you asking for change. You ultimately choose who to listen to. And I know some of you guys may think I'm like bullshitting right now. But anytime you complain about your life, that is also another part of you that is screaming for change. And all you need is a will to change. But most importantly, you cannot blame others or even yourself for how your brain is wired. At age 8, we are told by a school system that a letter and a report card determines our academic value. Those who scored well would get awards, and those who didn't would stay up after class. At a young age, the idea of failure is etched in your head. It's chiseled in. So as you grow up, these prizes go from candy to validation. Failure goes from good job trying to... I expected better from you. Our responses to failure turn from encouragement to discouragement. It becomes humiliating to fail. Your mind is now able to create these complex thoughts about yourself. So you are met with self-doubt, narcissism, self-deprecation, sadness, pessimism, bad emotions, and thoughts that overpower the good ones. So you turn to addictive behaviors. Maybe you procrastinate or spend too much time on your phone. Maybe you started smoking and ended up an addict to something much harder whatever you may be addicted to whether it's a substance whether it's behavior like maxing out your debit card the day you get paid you use escapism as a way to run away from your problems you use it to cope with your overthinking however you fail to realize that although escaping from your problems may feel good it is powered by the same monster fear fear of failure fear of starting, fear of trying. Instead of escaping these feelings, these thoughts, we should accept them because as terrible as it seems, it is part of human nature. Failing is human nature. Now you might be starting to make some realizations about your own life and that's good. That's why I'm here talking to you. This is why I started my fucking podcast. However, those who are probably thinking, if fear is a permanent part of life, Why keep going? Why bother? Why should I accept it if I could just ignore it? You see, those questions and pessimistic statements you are making are also coming from the negative part of your personality. In the book I'm reading, they call it Hyde. You can call it anything you want, but that part of you makes cynical comments about the same fucking negative ass part of you that won't let you succeed. You will never leave this horrible cycle if you refuse to look for an exit. And there is an exit. There always will be. Because despite of everything that happens in your life, failure does not measure your value. Failure can open new doors. Failure can open new doors. You might not be successful in reaching your goals, but your idea of success can change. And you need to understand that, okay? When you were 10 years old, $10 was a lot. And now that you're 20 or you're 14, 15, 16, $10 ain't shit. And this is really important because what you want now won't be what you want a couple years ago, okay? What you wanted three years ago is slightly different from what you want right now. So desire can either be something that drowns you in self-deprecation or it can be a motivator to go chase what you want. And like I said, desire can change. In fact, you could 
lose all form of desires. You can stop desiring what you want to be. You can stop comparing yourself to these Instagram models and these billionaires. And you can start focusing on who you already are. Develop a work schedule, a self-care routine, healthy coping mechanisms. It is all a choice that you are allowed to have. But the most important thing is to understand that failure does not evaluate your worth and change that mindset change the mindset because all these other people who are afraid of failure they will never ever ever reach their goals because in order to reach something you're gonna have to go through some fucking obstacles and this was going to be a part where i transitioned into image and i was going to talk about social media and stuff like that but i'm going to save that for another episode and i'm thinking about scripting them scripting fuck i'm thinking about scripting them because um i stumble a lot and it's so much easier to just write out my words i just don't really enjoy writing because i feel like my grammar is just trash so let me know how you guys feel about that that would be the end of episode two um i'm kind of nervous guys but okay bye